Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West, sorry, First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello, and I'm the VP Business Development at Media Group. Uh, before we start, I'd just like to give a shout out to our sponsor. Uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar with Valley First, they're a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson Valleys. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families, and they also have a robust business and commercial team with expertise, products, and services needed to help local businesses grow and thrive. For more information, please visit valleyfirst.com slash business. Sorry, that's valleyfirst.com slash business. Um, I was listening to a podcast over the weekend uh, that was saying through the pandemic, it's made us realize what we can do without, which I thought was interesting. And the one thing that we can't do without is food. And the last few months have seen real innovative solutions for surviving, in some cases, even thriving through this. And we've heard many cases where some restaurants are actually seeing a higher revenue this year than they did last year, which I find interesting. Um, the industry has probably changed like no other. And I think we're probably going to see a lot more shifts. And as restaurants shifted uh, back to sort of expanded, sorry, pickup and delivery services, services like DoorDash and Skip the Dishes boomed. But we all love David and Goliath stories. And today we have one of those we're going to talk about. So today we welcome Adam McLaughlin to Business Matters. Adam, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Adam is a business manager at Tootie, an independent food and beverage delivery company born in Victoria, BC, with the goal, with the goal of building a delivery service that brings communities together. Um, we're going to learn a lot more about that today, so let's get started. So Adam, thanks for joining me today. Um, for those who are not familiar with Tootie, can you maybe just give us the the elevator speech of who you guys are and, and what you do and what the platform is? Yeah, for sure. So we, uh, yeah, we started about three years ago uh, in Victoria. Um, it was right around the time that, that Skip the Dishes was uh, getting big in Canada. Uh, we actually opened um, right around the same day that they opened in Victoria. Um, so, you know, we had that competition right off the get-go, but uh, we, we wanted to, um, to make a delivery app that was affordable for restaurants, um, easy to use for users, uh, and, and, and really gave, um, gave the community, the restaurants and, um, you know, any sort of merchant, um, you know, the availability at their fingertips. So, um, it, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a, quite the ride for the past three years, but, um, but we've, we've really enjoyed, you know, helping out small businesses, helping out restaurant owners, uh, and, and helping, you know, the community get their favorite food and drinks. So you guys are more, when I was looking, you're more than just restaurants. I know like the intro, I kind of talked about the food industry, but mm -hmm. I saw you, you guys do more than just restaurants, correct? Yeah. Our, our main focus is on restaurants, but we, um, you know, we also deliver from liquor stores. We, uh, we deliver from grocery stores, convenience stores. We have a, a flowers, a flower store on board here in Victoria. Um, we, you know, we have a vape shop that'll be coming on in, uh, in Kelowna. Uh, and we have a gopher service, so you can, you know, really get anything delivered, even if it's not on our app. Uh, you just need to, to type in uh, essentially what you want, and one of our driver 
drivers gets dispatched to go pick it up. No, it's interesting. So you mentioned, sorry, 2D started in Victoria and I was reading that you guys had over 4,000 customers from like 90 plus island owned businesses. So, but now you mentioned the name Kelowna. So you guys are expanding. Yeah. So we're coming into Kelowna. What other markets are you planning right now? Or are the, what sort of the expansion look like for you guys over the next few months? Yeah, so uh, we recently opened up in Nanaimo uh, here on the island, and that was about uh, six months ago. Um, we're opening up here in, in Kelowna uh, at the beginning of October. Uh, and then it'll be the smaller uh, communities around there. So uh, Vernon, Penticton, um, and then, uh, you know, eventually probably moving into Alberta. I'm actually from Vernon myself, so I'm, okay. I'm pretty familiar with the area. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, it'll be great to see you guys in this market. So as you guys were looking, so obviously you started in Victoria, but you're coming into these other markets now. What do you, what did you see or maybe not see in the market that made your team realize that, hey, like there's space for us to come into this uh, domain? Yeah, um, just talking to restaurants here in Victoria, um, seeing the pushback against, um, you know, the big delivery companies, uh, pushing back against their, their huge rates, against... Um, their, you know, their sort of inadequate customer service. Um, and here in Victoria, you know, it, for a lot of local businesses, it seemed like a no brainer because we offer a lot of localized marketing. We offer significantly lower rates for them. Um, and our, our customer service team's always answering the phones. So um, we just saw the opportunity to, to move in and, and, you know, kind of have, have a little spot against these, uh, these big competitors. So I see one thing I did see that you guys are a bilingual service. So you're catered to both English and Chinese. And how important was that for you guys as you're, as you're growing? And are there plans to other, other languages? Is that sort of in development or potentially as you move across? Because I'm assuming the goal is to move across Canada. You mentioned Alberta and then yeah. So is that in discussion as well? Yeah, you know, here on the West Coast, it's such, there's such a huge uh, Mandarin-speaking community. Um, it, it's... In uh, in China and in India and, and a lot of these uh, Asian countries, they've had food delivery apps for a lot longer than we've had, and and it's really just you know essentially uh, ingrained in their culture when they come over here and they um, they're just used to having having these services available. So uh, we saw that to be really important to our growth, um, and we we do see ourselves uh, including more languages um, as we as we move uh, sort of throughout Canada. We love how. Uh, multicultural Canada is as a country and you know it's it, it's kind of a, a no-brainer to, to offer service in multiple languages. That's awesome. And how did you get involved with 2D? So what's your background and how did you kind of link up with this? Yeah um, so I actually uh, I, I moved out to the island from Vernon um, to go to school at UVic. Uh, I did my, my Bachelor of Commerce um, and then I got involved in the company about a year and a half. Uh, I was initially hired uh, in sales okay. uh, and and just sort of um, you know, worked my way up and uh, you know as I built relationships with the with the community I kind of saw that it's you know an awesome opportunity to to kind of give back to. So what's your role right now what's your year I think you the title is a business manager but I've worked, I'm uh, sure you wear many hats. <laughs> I do I do um, yeah you know I, I'm still pretty heavily involved in the sales um, but I also uh, do quite a bit of marketing um, you know I run a lot of the promotional campaigns and I also uh, help with with product management sort of um, directing the next development for our app um, and, and sort of where you know where we're going to be going as, as a company in the next six months you know 12 months uh, and into the future. Well, 
Um, you mentioned sort of the, the, the bigger companies like DoorDash and Skip the Dishes. And I think those are the two main ones that most people are familiar with. So mm-hmm. what's the competition like between smaller companies like 2D and larger corporations like a Skip the Dishes or DoorDash? And the other part of that question, part two, is why did you, you know, why did you take on existing companies that, you know, like them as well? So, and I'm sure there was discussion in the boardroom about that as you're going into market. So maybe we can start with what's the competition like between you guys? Yeah, uh, you know it's it's fierce. Uh, every every few days, we we see a, a new um, you know a new giveaway, a new coupon coming out from them. They they have billions of dollars, as everyone knows, to spend. Uh, if you ever you know watched Skip the Dishes ad, you'll um, you know you'll see celebrities in their in their commercials. Uh, so uh, you know, for us, really focusing on the local aspect and our close relationships with restaurants, um, with our drivers, and with our users. That's kind of how we found the best way to compete is. Um, we've seen other smaller delivery companies here in Victoria um, sadly have to fold because you know because of the competition. Um, but uh, you know there is room in the market. There there's a there is a huge market for food delivery, especially with with COVID going on. Um, so you know the competition is is fierce, but you know who doesn't love a little bit of competition. Absolutely. And, and I think you hit, you hit on something where, you know, especially now it all, it always is like this and should be like this, but you really want to support local, like mm-hmm. more than ever, you need to support the local businesses because um, we don't have the tourism like it used to be. And, and who knows when that's going to come back to full strength. So you need to support your local businesses and you guys are a local business. So those dollars, those profits are staying in the community rather than some of the bigger companies like a DoorDash and Skip the Dishes. I assume those other that you know, there's workers, but the profits are going to head office, which are not in our market. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So I would assume that's a big difference to you guys as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, even Skip Skip the Dishes started as a Canadian company, but yeah. now they're they're owned by a, a you know kind of a multinational uh, corporation, I think with headquarters in, in the UK. Um, so we do hear that a lot. Our our uh, our management team is um, it's it's made up of mostly you know UVic grads, Camosun grads, uh, grads from Royal Roads. Um, you know our our drivers also you know are you know a lot of them have lived in Victoria for many years, so it's it's uh, it's great to see. Yeah, it's interesting. So how how settled are you guys in the Okanagan right now? Are, are, is the app launched? Do you have restaurants and loaded in and everything right now? Yeah, so we have about 25 restaurants um, ready to go. Our launch date is uh, October 1st. Um, so we're not doing delivery quite yet, but um, you know, but you know, sort of by the middle of the next week, we'll be up and running. Um, and you know, we're always looking to get uh, to get more restaurants on board. That's awesome. So, what if you had to say, sort of, in a few sentences, what really separates you guys from your competition? Like, if you had to say what the big difference between Skip the Dish or DoorDash and 2D, what would it be? Yeah, so the, the, the first three things I say to restaurants is, you know, low rates, um, awesome drivers, and our customer service is all, always available. Um, we charge, you know, up, you know, up to half and sometimes even, you know, less than half what the competition charges. Um, our drivers, we, we work a lot closer with our drivers. Um, we work with a combination of full-time as well as contracted drivers. Well, uh, the big companies work strictly with contractor drivers um, and with our customer service it's always always available and our app uh, really customizable app so um, you know for the for the restaurants they're able to to show the product how they want 
um, to, you know, update it on the fly, really easy for them. And then, uh, like I said before, the localized marketing. So, you know, being able to have a social media account and, and working with you know, local influencers and, um, you know, local marketing groups, it, uh, it really helps with, um, you know, with, with just them reaching out to the community. That's great. And what, and what does, without giving away the secret sauce, what does the business model look like? Do, does revenue come for the, for your guy, for you guys and for your career drivers? Is it, is it a fee that's charged to the restaurants or the, the business? Yeah. So, uh, when, when they, when a user places an order, um, the, uh, there's a delivery fee and then, and then a tip and, and the, the whole, the entire delivery fee and tip goes to the driver. Um, with the restaurant, we, we take a percentage of, um, of the final sales and, and that's, you know, that's kind of how all these companies, you know, keep our lights on. Uh, right. and that's where, that's where we take, um, a much lower cut there. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially how it works in a nutshell. Okay. I, I was reading, uh, I, I stumbled across a few articles on, I guess, when you guys had launched, uh, I believe back in 2017 and, mm -hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a quote because I love sort of what it said. It said, created to service people of all ages, striving to achieve the perfect work-life balance. Tootie offers much more than just food. As their model says, Tootie delivers a lifestyle. And I love that sort of like a lifestyle. So how, did, how do you guys deliver on that? Like, how do you deliver on that promise? When you say you deliver a lifestyle, what are you, what are you guys actually meaning or how are you guys accomplishing that? It's a lot of it is, is uh, about how we connect with the community. Um, you know, we, we sponsor sports teams out in Victoria. We're always at local, um, you know, block party events. Um, we, you know, we, we try to, you know, we try to be there and be part of the community. Uh, and with that also, um, it's, you know, being able to deliver everything, um, it's, it really helps people, you know, with their day to days, whether they're, you know, they're, they're cooking at home and they're missing a, you know, a pound of flour or, you know, they, it's, it's Valentine's day and, and they, you know, they forgot to get, forgot to get flowers for their loved ones. And, you know, it's, um, it, it's kind of having the whole package and that's, and that's kind of uh, where the lifestyle, lifestyle aspect comes in. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I saw grocery stores were on the list as well, and I thought I never even thought of that. But, but that, I guess you would if you, like you said, if you're yeah, uh, if there's convenience that you have right now, and people, a lot of people are working from home. That yeah, if they don't, mm -hmm. have to that, that's great. Um, on that sort of community side, I also saw you guys had done a thing called the Two Show Talent Show. <laughs> is that some? It sounded fun. I was trying to read up on it. It sounded so fun. But is that something? That you guys are planning to do when possible again because it sounded like a, a quite an event where you have vendors and your food samplings and stuff is that something that is was part of an annual event that you guys were doing uh and then kind of paused because of covid um no you know that was a one-time thing we we like to um you know being a small startup company we like to kind of try everything we like yeah. to mix it up um i'm not going to write off a talent show in the future who, who knows uh uh, if, you know, if, if that's what everybody wants to see, we'll host another one, but, uh, you know, we, we want to try it all. We want to, we want to see, um, we, what, what other fun events we can put on when, uh, when all this kind of blows over. Yeah. It sounded awesome. I would totally, I'm a foodie. So I was totally, yeah. <laughs> um, has there been any issues finding, and I, and I think the word I'm not sure if it's drive as a couriers, I kind of saw it on the website. I think they're called couriers, but mm -hmm. have you, is, is there, is there been issues finding people either now or, or. Uh, before COVID? Um, it, we haven't had too many issues ourselves. Um, 
you know, there's always people who want to have something on the side where they can make a little bit, little bit of extra money. Um, we love to work closely with our drivers because the drivers that that stay with us and will deliver for you know a year and longer are always you know our most valuable couriers. They're they're knowledgeable. They know the streets. They they know the the users often. Um, but you know we haven't had too many issues trying to bring on new drivers. And and, and you had mentioned sort of, I would assume a lot of these are second secondary jobs for people as they earn a little bit extra money or, or maybe more money who knows how busy they are but or, or are people is this a primary work for anyone do you finding that as well or not really yeah you know we, we've we've definitely seen drivers um that you know will we'll put in eight hours a day five days a week um and they and they love it um but you know yeah the, the majority are, are definitely people who are working after their 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 shift or working on the weekends because uh, they know it's busy and they can pick up some orders for people and and even people who are just um you know they get home after work and they're they're hanging out on their couch and they they have their 2d app open for their driver app and and an order comes in they say well i'm not doing anything else i'll, I'll come i'll come do a, a delivery for them yeah so how how has covid changed the delivery market and even your guys's procedure i'm sure that it's you know it, it you had to adapt from what it used to be so can you explain yeah. a little about what that looks like yeah, so we started working a lot closer with our drivers and with our restaurants. Um, you know, we we had really great relationships with them before, but but with COVID, um, the drivers uh, we we provide them all with set free sanitary equipment. Um, you know, we make sure they're following all the COVID protocols that we have in place. Uh, and same with the restaurants. Uh, it's it's crazy with the restaurant industry right now. It, you know, the rules change for them every. It seems like every two weeks. Um, so, you know, really focusing on, uh, making sure our drivers are coming in the right door, making sure there's, you know, the distancing in, in place, um, you know, as, as their menus adjust, you know, uh, during COVID they were allowed to, um, and I think they, they still are allowed to deliver alcohol mm. from, from their restaurants. So, you know, adapting to that, mm. um, and then it, obviously contactless delivery has been, um, mm. you know, a, kind of a key part of this and, and is probably going to be the norm going forward. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably a lot of changes you've made now that are going to be, you just said, the norm moving forward. Yeah, now, right? yeah exactly. In that podcast I was listening to that I mentioned at the start, in back east especially, there's a big boom for home cooks that are actually delivering and, and, and then you're deli they're, they're delivering through marketplace, whatever. It's just crazy. It's an interesting whole underground sort of food scene that's starting to happen because restaurants can't afford to pay one restaurant was paying 30,000 a month downtown Toronto like yeah. we can't afford to pay that because no one's here so yeah. they've to, yeah this somewhat quasi illegal system that you're cooking at home and, and delivering so it's interesting so um how do you guys make sure I always wonder how do you make sure that food gets delivered on time and it's still warm and I was I always close to mine I drop by and I see like 7-Eleven, you can get a, you know, a Slurpee delivered to your house. I'm like, how does it not melt? Like, how do you, get, how do you deliver that stuff on time? Yeah, it, it took a long time for, for customers to kind of have the trust. We have some ice cream places on our platform and people are like, yeah. I'm not going to order ice cream. It's going to be melted by the time I get here. Um, yeah. uh, but a big part of it is our combination full-time and part-time driver team. Um, and our customer service team has, you know, plays a key role in the dispatch aspect um, you know, there's an automated aspect where, um, you know, someone places an order and, and a, 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 a restaurant accepts it and a driver's automatically dispatched. But um, 
know, to make sure that people are in the right place at the right time. Our customer service is making calls. Um, you know, if one driver can't do the job, can't do the delivery for whatever reason, they're calling a different driver. Uh, and and having our our team of full time drivers also. So they've been awesome throughout this, and you know, they're always happy to help and 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 make changes on the fly. So that's you know, that's kind of the how it's been working for us, and it, it's been really great. It's like a science to make sure you can get that all dialed in. Yeah, exactly. When I know we've we've talked to a few restaurants um, when this first started, when COVID first hit, and they've had to change their model, and a lot of them had, weren't open. They just had to go to delivery, and there was really mixed messaging, or that's not the right mixed thoughts around sort of these apps, right? Because you know, I remember one of the owners saying, "You know what? Just call me directly because it costs me so much to go through one of these other apps." And so, what are you guys hearing from? restaurant owners as you're onboarding new ones and the relationship they've had with food delivery apps and, and how that's worked. Yeah, um, you know, making calls to restaurants, kind of initial contact, there's there's a, a little bit of apprehension. Uh, they say, oh, another delivery app, like, great. Um, but, you know, when they hear what our rates are uh, in comparison to the other companies, uh, you know, they're always really happy to, to learn more and, and you know, are, are usually really excited to sign up. Um, the other things about the other, you know, the big companies is the 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 small restaurants a lot of times feel like um, they're not seen and they're not cared about. Uh, you know, the delivery companies will focus on the Cactus Clubs and the McDonald's and Wendy's um, because they do huge volume through these, uh, you know, these retailers. But um, you know, when somebody opens a, a you know a small restaurant and they're at the bottom of the list on you know one of these bigger apps and they're not getting any vis visibility, it can be a bit frustrating. Um, and so what we let them know is you know every single one of our restaurants we will promote uh, through our social media, uh, through our paid ads, um, and 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 throughout our app. You know we we like to rotate everybody through, make sure everybody gets seen and, and gets that visibility. Yeah, I was. Uh, I downloaded the app, and I'm, I'm in Kamloops today, so I didn't. I, I wasn't able to interact. So you don't have any restaurants are loaded up, but uh, um, it's from what I see, it's very easy to use. It's intuitive. It's it's. Uh, um, so I'm kind of interested. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to when you guys launch October one um, to use it and see how it works. So I'm I'm going to switch a little bit of focus here just to. Um, uh, Stepping away from 2D for a little bit, yes. we, have, we have a segment we call sort of our rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you 10 rapid fire questions. We're going to learn a little bit about you today and uh, just more quick and easy. Um, number one, what was the very first job you ever had? Um, that would have been picking pine cones. Picking pine cones? Yeah. That's a first. Where was that? Uh, that was over in Vernon. Um, it's kind of, um, you know, the first, the first part of of the whole tree planting thing. So when, oh, when logging yeah. companies, when they log, the trees need to be replanted and, and we pick pine cones and, and they take the seeds out of them and, and sort of start the process. Did you get paid by the pine cone? Uh, <laughs> I was not, I was, I was paid by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the most famous person you ever met? You meet anyone famous? Um, oh, I, uh, I golfed uh, with Michael Pena once, but you know, whenever I tell people that, no one ever knows who Michael Pena is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Are you a reader? Um, if you are, what are you reading right now? Any, what's sort of your favorite sort of genre when it comes to books or magazines or anything like that? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big historical fiction guy. Um, I, I just finished Pillars of the Earth, and that's, you know, I, I love that read. 
What's your, who's your favorite band? Ooh, favorite band. Um, if you had to pop something in right now, you're going to do some work, you're going to play some music. What are you going to play? Uh, ooh, right now I've been listening to Pinback. Ah, okay. Good. Um, who's someone that in your business career so far that you really admire that you look up to either in your court, you know, in your company or maybe outside of someone you look up to, is there anyone that kind of stands out for you? Um, yeah. Um, my, um, let's see. Yeah. There's uh, somebody who, who works, um, uh, at, uh, at Viatech and, and he's sort of been a bit of a mentor for me. They're, they're, a, um, sort of a tech, uh, development firm. Um, That's been helping. They've been, they've been helping sort of develop your app and so forth, right? Yeah, giving us a little bit of direction as a startup and, um, and sort of just helping us along. Cool. Uh, you got any favorite quotes? Do you walk around saying something that people are like, oh, that's, that's Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, no, I'm not a big quote guy. I, I, okay. uh, I think I could, I could, uh, I could um, what was the first big ticket item you bought with your own money? Um, I think uh, it would have been an uh, 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 old Miata, an old convertible. You still have it? <laughs> no, I sold it. I've actually, uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've had a couple convertibles since then. I'm a, I'm a bit of a car guy. That's cool. Um, what's something that you'd love to do next year that you haven't done before, either in business or personal life? Is there anything that's sort of like on your, I don't want to say bucket list, because it could be just, you know, professional uh, uh, life as well. Is there anything sort of that you want to cross off the list next year? Yeah, I think, um, uh you know, kind of seeing through uh, this, uh, the 2D expansion, I'd like to, um, sort of our goal is being in 10 cities by next year. And, and uh, you know, I think if I, I was to hit that uh, milestone, I'm, I'm sort of leading the expansion right now. So cool. if, I, if I was to hit that milestone, I'd be pretty happy. That's awesome. Uh, what's the, when you could travel, what's your favorite place that you've ever visited? Uh, favorite place I've ever visited have been, uh, I'd say Burma. Oh, Burma, wow. There's yeah. some, you, you've given answers that no one has. Pine cones, Burma, I love it. Last one, uh, what's your favorite breakfast? What's your go-to breakfast for you? Um, go-to breakfast, toast and peanut butter and jam every day. Awesome, I had toast and peanut, or toast and peanut butter this morning. So Good choice. Awesome, well, thanks for doing that. A um, few more questions to wrap up here. What are the challenges and opportunities your company is facing right now in the food delivery market? There must be, like you must be, you mentioned earlier, there's, you know, rules or I want to say rules of use that lightly or changes changing for restaurants all the time with a little bit of maybe not a lot of guidance sometimes. So what's it look like for you guys? What, what challenges are you guys facing right now or opportunities? Yeah, you know, the biggest one probably relates to the competition with DoorDash, Skip and, and Uber Eats, you know, making sure that our, our app um, is is always up to date, um, you know, is always, you know, can always compete. It looks good, uh, works well. Um, you know, that's, that's what we're always working towards. And that's, that's always a bit of a challenge for us. Um, but, um, you know, for, for opportunities, uh, there's, you know, there's just so many with the, with the way that the market's going, um, and, and the way that, that people are thinking local more, um, you know, we see in some communities, um, you know, especially in Victoria that, you know, that, that the skip market share is actually de decreasing and, you know, they're not, they're not even hiring any new drivers right now. So, you know, people are pushing more towards local and, and actually, um, you know, I think that's going to be a really great opportunity for us. It's great.
why do you, what do you love? Sorry, what do you love about what you do? What gets you up in the morning? What what's the motivator? What what gets you excited? Um, you know, you probably hear this this a lot, but uh, it's the fact that everything's you know different every day. I I, I didn't think I'd be um, you know doing a, an interview on <laughs> business matters this week. I, I I just found out last week. Um, you know, I I get to do trips out to Kelowna to help um, to set things up. Um, you know, I, I, if if I have an idea uh, about how I want the app to work or about a new marketing thing that we're going to do, you know, I, my team always is is happy to to give it a try and. Um, you know, having that freedom and having that flexibility is, you know, probably my favorite thing about being here. You're such a, it's, it's always exciting to be part of a company like you, like yours too, where you're expanding and there's an aggressive growth strategy, but there's still that local feel to it, which is awesome. You don't find that a lot, which is great. So, yeah. Um, last question is for, as you're coming into this market and other markets, if anyone, um, wants to start using Tootie, what should they do? How, how, what can, what can people do to start uh, supporting you guys? Yeah. So, uh, head to the app store, um, both Google play store and, and, um, you know, the Apple store, uh, search up 2D or 2D delivery and then our app should pop up for you. Um, give us a follow on our social media accounts. You know, we, we love, um, promoting our, our coupons and always giving out discounts and, and showcasing our new restaurants on there. So we, we love our support through that. And then on, on Facebook as well. So th those are kind of our, our main um, platforms. And we, you know, we love, always love to see, uh, to new, see new followers. Well, that's awesome. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's, it's been, uh, it's I always love learning about new businesses and it sounds like you guys got a, a real good thing going. So, you know, wish you all the success and love to, can't wait to see you guys expanding more into the Okanagan and beyond for sure. Yeah. So hopefully we can check back. Maybe we should we should do another one in six, eight months and see yeah, definitely. your ninth, tenth, eleventh market and you're going across the country. We can, we'll see what that looks like for you. You might you might have a little bit less hair, more more white hair, who knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Um, it, it really was good chatting with you. So uh, everyone else, thanks for joining and thanks for tuning into Business Matters and everyone have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.